1: Good morning, Bucknuts. It is Thursday, January 14th, 2021. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Joined, as always, by Steve Wolfong, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. Steve, the sun is shining in the Midwest. Good morning, Daniel. Indeed. Uh, It's uh, feeling good for the
0: time of year it is. And uh, Ohio State Recruiting continue to feel good as they put the finishing touches on a terrific 2021 class and are full steam ahead of 2022 where they're number one in the 24 7 sports recruiting rankings
1: and we will get to that but first there are some current events we want to address just for ha ha's steve it does appear urban meyer will become head coach of the jacksonville jaguars how do you think he's going to do he's going to do great.
0: He's always been a leader of men. He's always been extremely competitive. I think he'll walk in and have instant respect among the locker room. I think he'll put a good staff together. And, and uh, you know, I'm excited to see what he can do down there in Jacksonville where they've had some success before. I know it's, they've had a lot of tough seasons, but they, they've they won down there before. They're itching for a winner. And, you know, one thing we know about uh, Coach Meyer is he's a tireless worker uh, and when he sets his sight on, uh, on something, you know, he gets it done. He's a winner at Bowling Green. It's a winner at Utah, a fast winner at Utah. You know, he won a couple titles at Florida, won a title at Ohio State, and uh, I expect one of the greatest coaches of all time to do well at Jacksonville.
1: I think the most obvious narrative you're going to get is, do pro players respond to Meyer's form of leadership? And I imagine being the sharp cat that he is, he will adjust accordingly. I've been to
0: Ohio State practice and and,
1: and observed Urban Meyer in that role. And
0: just seemed like he was having a ton of fun out there. He just seemed to be incredibly involved in, in where the team was at mentally. He's always been a guy that's tried to hire the best assistant coaches he can. So great, you know, having great coaches and great ideas in the room. You know, that makeup, why would you bet against a guy like that?
1: He will, of course, have the first pick of the draft. That's likely to be Trevor Lawrence, which is kind of interesting in and of itself. So we will keep an eye on Urban and especially keep an eye on him possibly trying to add current Buckeye staffers to the mix. In other coaching news that could seriously affect the Buckeyes, those who watch the national championship game know that Alabama had a decent offensive approach, keyed by offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian, who is now the head coach at Texas. Ohio State's prized recruit in the class of 2022 is Quinn Ewers, quarterback out of Texas. They've also got a commitment from the number one wide receiver in the country, Texas native Caleb Burton. Is the next, what, 18 months or so just going to be a constant struggle to hold? Ewers and Burton in the fold and keep Sarkeesian out of the mix. Sarkeesian's going to take his swing at, at all the best
0: players in
1: his state, regardless of where they're
0: committed. I think we'll know pretty quickly if he's going to be able to get some traction there. And, and if there's no traction, I don't think there's will be anything to be alarmed about until the season. And if Texas plays well again, I would imagine he would take another swing. If there's traction, then giddy you know, up, you, you got to keep recruiting these kids.
1: Sarkeesian and Ewers should have had a relationship already, though, given Alabama recruited Ewers, so it's not like this is happening in a vacuum.
0: No, absolutely, but that was still prior to Alabama going out and averaging 48 points a game against an all-SEC schedule, and uh, just uh, it just seemed like Coach Sarkeesian continues to get better. Uh, now, he had a generational college running back and a generational college wideout. Uh, and just they're extremely talented, but you know he was able to, you know, create some mismatches with the way he motions guys around pre-snap, and so it's an exciting style of football. You know, on the flip side, Ohio State's been in the top five offensively every year under Ryan Day. I believe I didn't check this year, but you know all the reasons why these guys picked Ohio State still apply. The relationships with Ohio State are certainly a lot stronger, you know, with Brian Hartline and, and, and Burton and. Corey Dennis and and uh, uh, Quinn and then Ryan Day having a report with both of them, that's you know something that Coach Sark doesn't have in place. Um, Again, it'll come down. well, We'll know right away if there's traction or not. And and if there's no traction, there won't be anything to worry about until potentially Texas kicks the ball off and has a great year and you take another swing.
1: One thing to keep an eye on, will Urban Meyer bring Corey Dennis to Jacksonville? They have a connection. Corey Dennis's children are Urban Meyer's grandchildren. Corey Dennis played a major role in getting Quinn Ewers to flip to Ohio State. That is one to watch. We're going to take a quick break, come back and talk lingering effects. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. Ohio state obviously did not have the best performance in the championship game. Alabama did. Do you see any possibility for lingering negative recruiting effects from that effort?
0: I mean, what would it be a negative recruiting? a team that made it to the national title game. That's annually in the college football playoff hunt and title hunt. Uh, just wasn't their night. And, and, and I mean, you could look at it both ways that Alabama team was special and, and uh, they had a great year and they beat a terrific schedule uh, to to get to the championship, and they did it without a bump in the road. They are what they are. You guys know they're a powerhouse, uh, but Ohio State went into that game and they weren't at full strength and didn't play 12 games this year, and I think that that stuff mattered uh, as well. And, and so, uh, uh, you know, that was an Ohio State team that went up against Alabama and they were wounded when they walked in the stadium. And I think that they still showed a tremendous amount of toughness and grit I think that they did some things that uh Alabama, you know, had to adjust to. Um and and so I think no. I mean, so the long answer long, no. I I mean Ohio State's gonna be right back in that conversation next year. And you look at some of the guys Ohio State's recruited, uh um Travian Henderson Julian Fleming, Jackson Smith and the Jigba. I mean, those are guys that could be the best players in college football at their position when when it's their you know, when they're twenty years old, twenty one years old. And, and and so um I I Ohio State's program's in a great place. They just got beat by a great football team. And uh uh they got beat by a great football team when they walked into the stadium, they weren't even the best version of themselves. So no, I, I can't imagine it's going to impact recruiting because, again, at the end of the day, recruiting is a relationships game, and we all know that Ohio State's going to have great relationships with with their targets. It's uh, you, the the thing to keep an eye on with all staffs and all schools is, you know, we're about to hit this carousel point, and we'll see if uh, if Ryan Day can keep his staff together because there's a lot of really good coaches on his staff. And And there's a lot of guys that are even behind the scenes that are like in assistant receiver coach role or assistant quarterback role, not Corey Dennis, not Brian Hartline, but their assistants that do a great job helping recruit. You know, those are guys that are going to be commodities uh, on other staffs as they move into their on field, uh, their quote unquote, official on field roles. So there's a lot of key parts of the machine uh, there. So, you know, we'll see what Ohio state's coaching staff looks like moving forward, but Uh, man. as long as Ryan Day's sitting in that corner office, directing traffic, uh, I think that recruiting is going to be A-OK for the Buckeyes.
1: All right, let's finish with this. The prize of the class of 2021 that is still out there, JT Tuamolau, is down to Ohio State and Alabama. It's likely that he watched that game. Do you believe that's the final domino tipping him towards Tuscaloosa? I, I
0: think that both schools still present the same opportunity to him um, to you know get drafted really high and, and win a national championship and so I still think it's you know relationships he's ha- he's got great relationship with Ohio State and tremendous respect for their program and 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 then certainly for Alabama I don't I don't know if that game is going to be the the straw that breaks the camel's back in, in a close recruitment or not. I haven't heard anything on that one way or the other right now.
1: What I did find interesting was Christian Barmore thrived to the point in the game where he's raised his draft stock super high, rushing from the interior. But do you think that may not be the be-all end-all for JT based on where he wants to end up?
0: JT views himself on on the edge and and wants to be an edge guy. And and talking to my colleague Brandon Huffman, who's been the lead expert on, on JT's recruitment for years now, you know, he's said numerous times that JT views himself on the edge and, and talk of the interior is a turnoff.
1: I think a lot of people assumed he'd be inside. The idea of Jack Sawyer and JT Tuomola on the outside with Mike Hall in the middle is certainly something that will help us sleep better at night. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters.
0: Take care, y'all. See you on the front row.